Hey guys, and welcome to my brand new podcast, Tea with the Queen. I am joined today by Miss Amy Banks. So Hello. Amy Banks works with me, helps me out with all my socials and all the creative side of Legal Queen. Um, so welcome, Amy. Thank, Thank you for you. joining Thanks me today for me. <laughs> on my very first new podcast, Tea mm -hmm. with the Queen. Exciting I'm so excited. Times. Yeah. Um, so today, guys, we're going to be talking about looking at the legal differences between being married or staying single. So, Amy, you recently posted on our social media. Um, what what was it that you posted? Was I said, would you... So I did a couple. I think I did single versus married yeah. um, in a post, obviously, and it generated a lot of comments. I think it was up to like... 260 comments yeah. on both platforms, both Facebook and Instagram. And obviously everyone has their opinions. They so do. They're always interesting to read, which is kind of what we're going to go into as well yeah. in the podcast. Um, and then I also did a poll about whether people would remarry um, after being divorced. Oh, interesting. Um, or if they would just stay single. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to discuss as well through this podcast. I think what surprised me, being so um, immersed in this area of law for such a long time now, I don't actually sort of put my head above the parapet very often yeah. to kind of have a look at the differences. I'm sort of dealing with the problem that's in front of me. So I was really interested by the fact that so many people felt so strongly about staying single yeah. and so many people felt so strongly about being married. So hence we thought, let's do a podcast on it. Um, because clearly it sparks a lot of debate, a lot of interest. Yeah, and keep um, it sparked up and keep yeah. the comments going as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so we will kick off. I'll start with just the legal framework, framework put my teeth in, around uh, being married and the consequences of divorce and not being married and the consequences of splitting up. So we'll start with the married scenario first. So obviously... When we are married and then we go through a divorce, typically all the assets that have accumulated during the marriage belong to both parties. So what that means is that we're starting generally from a 50-50 standpoint. Now, we can move away from that 50-50 standpoint when we look at various factors. So length of marriage, how old the parties are, what they're earning, if we've got any children involved. But I think the main trigger here, particularly on what we posted on social media, was that if during that marriage you have made a far greater financial contribution than your spouse, yeah. it's not taken into account. And for a lot of people, that doesn't seem fair. But that's the law. So the law is not looking at just the financial contribution. The law is looking at all contributions being made by both parties, whether that's a contribution in the fact that you're the one that stayed at home and reared the yeah, children, got potentially. Children yeah, mm -hmm. so, and then of course, if we contrast that with being in a couple that's not married, it's a lot more clean cut. Yeah. So you are more likely to walk away with what you brought to the party. However, and what I want us to discuss a little bit more today and to explore it, and one of the reasons that I invited Amy on is that I'm married, but Amy's not married. So it'd be good to get, and also what's really important is I'm a different generation. You may not have noticed that, guys, but <laughs> I'm a different generation to Amy. So it's nice to get that generational view as well, because even though you can walk away with what you brought to the party, yeah. you can also claim on what the other person put in. Now, I know there's a few of you watching thinking, oh, no. oh my God. There we go. <laughs> and that's where it starts. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Comments section's going to go wild. <laughs> so 
So what do I mean by that? So let's say that you are in a relationship, Amy, yeah. but you're the one that owns property and you invite your partner to move in with you. They contribute nothing towards the deposit and nothing towards the mortgage, but they decide that actually it's a bit cold and they want central heating and they offer to pay you for it. Because they've made what we call in the law or in the legal framework, a significant financial contribution, they may then be able to claim a share of your property. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think this is where, obviously, the, it's a very controversial topic. Yeah. Because I'm the one that's been putting all the money in. Yeah. So I think that's where, in my frame of mind, I probably wouldn't allow it. I just wouldn't want it to happen because it does. It just gets so... Well, you say you're the one that's put the money in. Let's break it but down. You've paid yeah. the deposit and you're paying the mortgage, but they may have spent 40 grand on that heating. Yeah. So is it fair then that if the relationship breaks down that they walk away and leave you with the heating? Well, no, because they have then put put their contribution in. But so it depends then what, how much they then get from that. Exactly. And then what route you go down. Because obviously if we split amicably, that's where... You've obviously you'd like to think that well I've only put in for that but then say if we break on bad terms that's then when it can get nasty and they're going to try and come for you for more yeah and I think that's what we see a lot well that's when yeah we get involved and it does change your <laughs> changes your frame of mind moving into a it relationship really for sure yeah. Yeah. I know in my head like things I would and wouldn't do because I think we've we've discussed it before where. It's like having having your own asset and whether you then move into a joint property and yeah. having both your names on it rather than moving into a property that was just your name. I definitely would want to go joint if that's the route you're going down. But then, yeah, I don't think I'd do that until I was maybe married. Yeah, because if we just go back to my example of the £40,000 mm. for the central heating, the law's very clear that because that person has contributed to the value of your property, because chances are central heating is going to increase the value, Yeah, 100%. would it be fair then to give that person back their 40k? Or is it fairer to give them a share of the increase that they have helped you gain? Because the other option with the your partner in, in this example, yeah. is that they could have taken that forty thousand and put it down as a deposit on a house that they wanted, yeah. that they chose to invest in the relationship. So I get it. I get why if it's your property, yeah. you want to protect it, and you think actually no, no one's taking it from me. But I think where the law sort of assists us really is that it looks at it from from both sides. Yeah, and if no, that definitely. person has invested financially, it's probably only fair that they get at least that back. Yeah, um, and, and also two people are like benefit, you're both benefiting from it yeah. as well. So then you've also got to look yeah, at it down absolutely. that route with kind of who's benefit from what. Yeah, so if we flip it and we use that example for a married couple and let's say the wife has put £40,000 in, um, well, she's going to get 50% of the equity in the property. Well, that'll be the starting point anyway. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that the husband didn't pay anything in anyway. Yeah. So... If we look at those two examples, is it better to be married in that situation or better to be single? Or do you think it doesn't make a difference? I think it's better to be married, wouldn't Why? it? Why? Because you're going to be able to get more, potentially. I think I think if you're not the payee, yeah, it's, it's better benefit. to be married. Yeah. If you're the payee, 
it's better to be single potentially so if you're the one that's bought yeah. in your situation if you've bought the house better to be single because ultimately you're always going to get more but in the marriage situation regardless of what you put in we're always going to start at 50 50 yeah 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 so. and then that's when you start to look into we've touched base just briefly was if there's children involved yeah and who then is the main earner and who stayed at home and things like yeah. that and that's then when it's a bit of an uproar about that whole conversation because yeah. they've not been in a position and it tends to be the women who stay at home to look after look after the children or don't work. Obviously, you do get the people who, the, where the men will stay at home and be their main caregiver, Absolutely. but it is tends to be the status quo, is that the yeah. right terminology? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it feeds into the whole yeah. who made what contribution. And I'm always shocked, even though I've been a divorce lawyer now for over 20 years, I'm always shocked that when a relationship breaks down, whether it's a married couple or a cohabiting couple, at just how precise people get. So when they've moved in, when they're moving in together and they're all sort of in love and they're yeah. romantic, we're not counting who paid for what and, and how much somebody put in, but all of a sudden, you know, the forensic accounting starts to happen. You've got an Excel happen. spreadsheet that's 50 pages long. <laughs> yeah. I know you had a new door handle in 2008, but then no one else contributed to. <laughs> it's so true. And people are always just focused on that financial contribution. Yeah. But of course, if you're married, we're not going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at, well, let's have a look at length of the relationship. Because let's say we've got two young children and we're going to go through a divorce. Well, the children have got to live with one of the parents. Yeah. And that parent has going to have to have a bigger house than the parent that doesn't have to have the children live with them. And yeah. I know that a lot of parents want the whole shared care and everything. But if we just look at the practical side of things, it would be really unfair to do a 50-50 in that regard. Yeah. So that's where I think a lot of people see the unfairness to it. Yeah. And we also get that standard one line out, the courts favour mums. Yes. Because typically the children stay with the mum, which is what the status quo Amy was just referring to. But it's not that. We're just looking at who's got the bigger need, really. Yeah. So I get that the layman's going to come at it from a point of, well, let's just do it forensically. It's only fair. We, we know we both put this in and we should you know, have it split evenly. But in the law, we've got to look at what people need, you know, who needs the bigger house to look after the children? Yeah. If one of you are a far bigger earner than the other, we got to we got to take that into account as well. If one of you's paid more into a pension, we still got to share that pension, even though you're the one that's paid into it a little bit more. So I think from that regard, you probably are better to be married. Yeah, and we did have one of the comments just turning to that. Um, obviously, we always read through them because um, they're really interesting to yeah. see kind of what you guys are discussing um, between yourselves. And one of them was that uh, to get married if you had children. That was uh, a key point that came across in the in the comments was that would be the only reason they would get married. If not, they'd stay single. Really? Yeah. That's interesting because even if you stay in a cohabiting relationship and you have children you can still make a financial claim against yeah. your ex. That is another opinion someone had because they just said, stay single anyway because child maintenance still applies when you're not married. Well, we've always got the child maintenance. Yeah. Whether you're married or not married, you're always entitled, well, the children are entitled yeah. to child maintenance. But what I was referring to is, I don't want to get too legal, but a <laughs> Schedule 1 application. So that's where we've got a cohabiting couple 
um, and they've got children together and they separate and let's say the house is in one party's name so the other person isn't entitled to a share of that because they haven't made a financial contribution and they're not married but they're the ones that are going to have to support the children yeah. and house the children so what that person can do is make a financial claim against their ex on behalf of the children so it's it's not that they can never have any financial support we're just doing it in a different way we're not doing it in the family arena we're doing it in in a different format um and you know l lots of people will do that that isn't quite known about so my say, view, uncommon. You yeah, don't get very many we don't get family. too many no. of those my view if i'm being completely honest with you it depends on what you're going into this relationship for if you're going into it with the knowledge that you know what if this relationship breaks down and it's okay to think that yeah then what do i want to walk away with what do i want to protect and if you think like that absolutely you're able to protect it if you go into a relationship where you think you know what i'm just in love and it's ne we're never going to yeah, break just up just have my bank accounts yes <laughs> just take it all you look after it and i'll just sit at home then obviously that's yeah you it... you are at risk yeah. absolutely and and i think there's nothing cold or shallow about a prenuptial agreement yeah. before you get married or a cohabitation agreement you know i have children whether they live together or whether they're going to get married i will be advising them to protect whatever they put in because you just don't know yeah but then touching base on that i found it interesting that they're not legally binding documents they're not legally binding and that's a really good point but the courts nowadays are more and more guided by them okay so the test that the court will apply if they're given a prenup is is it fair and reasonable yeah. you know if the court applies this prenup will it be fair and reasonable to both parties and also did both parties get independent legal advice in other words did they have a solicitor each yeah. that was able to read through it with them explain it to them the consequences of it the protection that it, it may afford um, and sign off on it with them so you know that you're right they're not legally binding like they are in the US yeah but more and more the co courts are being guided by them and I've seen in my time in practice that I'm being asked to do more and more prenups you know prenups were unheard of when I yeah, first they have went come, they've come really common especially they, this year I yeah think we've done they've really stepped up yeah. and cohabitation agreement so for those of you that don't know a cohabitation agreement is more or less the same as a prenup but it's where you're not married so you're just moving in together and you just want to protect or you want to make clear you know, um, regardless of, say, if it's your property, yeah. regardless of what your partner's paying you, um, it's always going to be your house. Let's yeah. get that in writing. Let's get both parties to sign off on it. Gives us some direction. And it really does, like, bullet point the things in a cohabitation agreement. Yeah. You can decide what goes in it. Like, Absolutely. It, you can put the gas, you can put, like, yeah. all of that. And obviously just through going through them through the farm. It's yeah. interesting to see also what people put on it and what people don't care about as well yeah because i do think that's quite like you can have someone that literally cares about the parking space or yeah something so small yeah but then you get other people that are quite just like blase about it it's just the rent or or something like just that the, yeah and that's Sometimes going back can, to what you said yeah just about the finances they yeah. just want to protect the finances definitely and that's where so. you do need to put your thinking cap on before especially in this day and age Oh, 100%. Mm. And, and I think that more and more couples nowadays, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to get your view on this, Amy, they're not getting married. So, you yeah. know, I, I think that marriages, weddings, 
can be fairly expensive. So expensive. We've and got I two think friends in the process of it now. Really? Yeah, and it's crazy money. Like even the invite to get married has a QR code on that I didn't even see on the back. So I hadn't even said I was attending and I made of honor everyone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even attending because I didn't see the QR code on the back. But wow. that itself costs like a couple of hundred quid. And that's wow. just a piece of paper. I mean, it's now running into tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah, it's insane. You know, I'm, I'm hearing brides tell me that the wedding, you know, is 50,000, 60,000. I mean, yeah. the the hens are getting more and more the elaborate. The hen don't even get me started the on stags, those. you know, yeah. now they're in Vegas and mm. weeks. You need you three know. months off work to yeah. be able to go to these Honestly, hen Honestly, they're, they're so but expensive. yeah, it is crazy money. But then I think, again, like, putting money into things like that and also I've noticed um the red like the wedding rings and the engagement rings they can be brought into the finances but then they're yeah. a classed as a gift they are classed as a gift and also, there's, there's a few times yeah. where you know the the male of the relationship if they're the the one that's that's bought the ring will say well I want it back I want it back more so the engagement ring it's the engagement ring that's the flashy the, one the, the engagement ring can set them back a fair few pennies and they want yeah. it back but it was it was a gift I, you know, some could argue, was it a gift? It was actually given on the condition that you would marry me. Because if you think about it, yeah. if someone proposes to you, Amy, and you say no, you're not getting the engagement I'll be like, just give me a Haribo ring, and if I don't want to marry you anymore, I'll eat it. <laughs> Cheap and cheerful. <laughs> and if I change my mind, I'll buy another packet and put it back on. <laughs> But no, going back to the whole, you yeah. know, generational thing, do you think now it's, would you get married, for example? It, are you kind of traditional? Are you not bothered about that? Do you know what? I really wasn't bothered about it at all. Yeah. Um, but then I saw my best friend in a wedding dress and I thought, the feeling like that I got just seeing her in a wedding dress That's completely changed my mind. Aww. And it's like so nice, like... I mean, I'm nervous to walk down the aisle as a bridesmaid, so God knows what she's going to feel. That's what puts me off, I think, rather oh, really? than... Having everyone looking at you. Yeah, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. you don't have to do that. You don't, or you could pick a church with a really small aisle. <laughs> then I don't have like to wear... I can just do one step in a heel, because I do not wear heels. <laughs> Amy doesn't wear heels. I'm a trainer girl. to that. <laughs> but I think it's nice, I guess, you then have that trust and that bond of marriage. But yeah, my thought has yeah. changed in the last year. If you asked That's me a year ago, it was a complete no. That's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I do, I do think that marriage is becoming unfashionable. Yeah, you know, very for, much for so. the, Obviously, people still getting married. But I think for the majority of people, particularly because it's really hard to get on the property ladder. Yeah. So I think some couples are faced with, do we spend 40 grand on a wedding or do we use it as a deposit for the house? Yeah, you know? it's crazy. Money and a now. lot of people, I mean, I've got family members that chose to go for the house. Um, and that's great. That's their decision. But then what can sometimes happen is they say, well, we'll, we'll get married next year. And then yeah. the patter of tiny feet come along and they think, oh, actually, <laughs> we'll get married the year after. We'll get married yeah, the year after. That's and so true. I know so many people that are together and quite happily together sort of you know 10 15 years but never got married um and now it's kind of like oh we won't even bother now there's no point you know yeah um it, it's expensive mm. it's interesting what you said there about um whether then people go and get a house first and then choose like getting married in that thought process i would 100 choose a house over getting married if depending wow. on my finances yeah and if it meant i couldn't get married that's so fine by me oh really yeah because so i the house yeah 
but then in my my dream world would be to do have a house and then that's that's my house like I'd rather yeah. have some I don't know I guess then in my mind would change to like it's a ring and a surname and it's yeah. not doesn't have to be a surname because I like my surname <laughs> yeah but I guess in a way that's how I'd see it then whereas a house is like a house but then if it goes wrong <laughs> It's a house that's then going to go down yeah. what we were talking about earlier. It's so true. And, and I think the key to all of this is just be knowledgeable about yeah. your, legal your legal position. Definitely. I genuinely, genuinely think that they should, they should teach this in schools. Oh, yeah, you because, really should. Absolutely. Because I, whether you get married or stay single, there is a high probability that you are going to end up living with somebody yeah regardless of the legal status of that relationship it could even be complicated <laughs> but you are going to me there <laughs> you are going to end up chances are living with the, the vast majority of of the yeah. population um because as humans obviously we gravitate towards people nobody genuinely wants to be on their own no. I know circumstances can can be different yeah. for everybody but so in that regard it's really important to know what the legal consequences are if that relationship ends because You've just said there you'd much rather have a house. A house is going to cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds. Okay, not, not just the deposit, <laughs> yes. but all the mortgage repayments, yeah. the interest repayments. I mean, at the moment, interest rates are through the roof. Yeah. So it's going to cost you so much money. Um, but we'll, then some would argue, because we've had quite a few questions on this topic, that yeah. the topic that marriage is going to cost you thousands of pounds as well. And I would want to throw a different... Um, view into this so I come from a generation very traditional I also come from a background of Irish Catholics who are even more yeah. traditional <laughs> which is lovely yeah. um, so for me the pathway was very clear um, I had to get married we had to have a house that was owned and not rented and then we could start a family and yeah. it, it, I didn't even question it back then and neither mm. did my husband and you know to this day we're still married Touchwood, um, and and we're grateful for that but now I have my children they're sort of teaching me a whole different way of looking yeah. at things that marriage isn't necessarily the be all and end all and I get that I get that you know it that is definitely a personal choice yeah. and sometimes it can be influenced by your family I'm putting no pressure on my boys by the way to get married <laughs> but what really strikes me as different and refreshing is that my boys aren't immediately jumping in to get a property which I thought they would they're sort of seeing in this new age, this new world of social yeah. media that's really taken off in the last 20 years, let's be honest, yeah. of maybe taking any savings that they have or any lump sums that they obtain Investing. and putting it into something else that yeah. generates more income. You know, I have a few of my boys going, what's the point of having it all sat in bricks and mortar, mum? And I think, you know what? They're kind of right. So I think if we throw that curveball in... yeah. You might get married, Amy. They also, they do have it good at home, guys. I'm yeah. just saying. That's why they've not moved out as well. I'm moving in as well because we've got heating. <laughs> Amy's struggling at the moment because her place is so cold. I know, I'm on two baths a day, so the water bill's going up. But no, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, going back to it, I'm going to actually look at a couple of questions that we've had um, from some of the comments. Some of the more popular questions that yeah. we thought we'd pull opinions out. opinions as well. Yeah. They're very strong very really strong so as the law is against men is it better to stay single 
that really makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand yeah. up because I'm really passionate about family law. Yeah. And it's not against men, guys. Although everyone it's... on social media thinks it's racist against men. I know. Which always does get, give us and a giggle in the office. And it always makes me laugh because actually the majority of my clients are, male. are men. Yeah, we're the men, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the law isn't against men. Um, but I think a lot of married men feel that way because at the when we're doing the divorce... In our society, typically, it's the men that will be in a financially stronger position. That's yeah. all. Because, you know, um, uh, biology will dictate that it's the women that have to have the children. So usually, if there's children involved, the woman's taken a bit of a career break. Or maybe she hasn't had a career. Whereas the guy naturally just goes off and forges for the food yeah. and, you know, brings home the bacon. So it's not that the law's against men. Better to stay single, I'm still going to say that's a personal choice. Yeah, definitely. Personal choice. I think there's there's two there's fours and against whether you're married or single. Yeah. Or, or sorry, married or cohabiting. And I think just as the world carries on, yeah. I just think that's gonna keep changing, whether it's yeah. beneficial or not yeah. and, and everything like that, because even going back to like getting a house and things like that, I couldn't be further off getting a house if I tried. Yeah. No matter how hard I work, how much money I save, like it's so expensive. Compared it, to like when my is. mum and dad I know yeah. it was expensive for you guys then, but Compared to now, I think it's just insane and energy, and then it's not even just a house. I know. It's everything on top of it. Yeah, it it's really furnishing is. it. It's, yeah. I mean, Facebook Marketplace is the best, <laughs> the best thing about social media, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right. It's, it's not true. just the cost like, of the you house, just, it's I everything. wouldn't be able to afford a new sofa. Yeah. You have to so put, true. You need a credit card or something to like, or pay monthly installments for a sofa. I know. That you sit on. And the one cost, I was having a chat with one of my clients um, earlier this week that sometimes the youngsters can forget about is you've got your stamp duty. You know, that's just one big, huge tax that you have to pay. And you never get that back. Did you know that? Anyway? I don't even know what stamp duty is. <laughs> <laughs> so if you Ooh, buy a property... That's me losing my job. <laughs> it, <laughs> Should it, I know? It may attract stamp duty, which is just a tax that you pay. And this is it's if you have a property. Tax. No, no, if you're buying a property. Oh, okay, that's fine, because I haven't it, got that it, far down the road yet. It depends on the price of the property, <laughs> yeah. but it may attract a tax... Oh and what that God. you pay the tax and it can be tens of thousands of pounds when you then sell the property you don't get that back when you buy the next property you're paying the tax again well mum if you're watching this i'm moving home <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that is next week <laughs> right let me take another comment so if it fails it's a huge financial disaster this was a comment that we had about if marriage fails it's a huge financial disaster yeah. i think we've kind of, of covered you know that. We, we've covered yeah. it it's not always a huge financial disaster if i'm going to be honest it's is it a disaster your marriage is broken down it's going to hurt financially it's also going to hurt emotionally yeah and i think it's the emotion is depends on the route it goes down absolutely because where we, really we have see. we do where we have mm. high emotion and family law is very highly emotive yeah that's where the matters end up in court they can be contested because we've got all these emotions you know yeah. we've got anger we've got tears we've got and the longer that the marriage as well it's not just you guys the people that get divorced yeah it's the families it's the sisters it's the brothers it's the in-laws it's the kids of course and everyone gets involved and everyone throws mm. in their two penneth and the times clients say to me well when i spoke to my sister jackie she yeah. said that she got and i'm like <laughs> yeah but the her marriage or divorce probably isn't going to be exactly the same as yours so it i wouldn't quite go to say it's a huge disaster 
No, I think it's it not great. It depends not how great, you go in with it. I think it's easier yeah. said than done because we sit on the outside and then you haven't had to go through it and I haven't had to go through it. But I think having the knowledge behind me, I always in my brain want to know going into a relationship, say if I got married but then went through a divorce, no matter what they did, yeah. I just want to, I just know, I don't want to get to that place where they're just coming at you and coming at you like, I know that I'm not going to send a letter through my sister that's going to cost me £30 yeah. for something that is so stupid you don't even need to say it. Yeah. Not even stupid, but it's just heat of the moment. Yeah. And that's where it's like, I've learned that obviously through, if you spend a day in the firm, basically, Honestly, yeah. you'll, you'll yeah, know people, what you need to, yeah, what, yeah. what to do and what not to do. But yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting how it's just years of back and forth. And then you're going to end up with nothing. You've spent it all on your legal costs. And I just think that's I know, then... That, that can be quite sad, you know, so that the finances sad. get eaten up. <laughs> What's ironic is that a lot of couples that then have huge legal bills, when it's all done and said, then go, them lawyers, they took every penny. I and know. And you think, well, <laughs> actually... Let me just go through the backlog of all these. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a simple text or just yeah. didn't even need to address it. Yeah. Or something's happened or then something else happens. Like, we... We, um, we always have the conversation that like we can have a client who rings and you kind of get used to certain clients that are actually just generally there for a chat. And I think they are there for a chat. emotions get involved and obviously it's a lonely place because you go from being a two to a one. And sometimes people aren't lucky enough to have like that family around you. And I mean, sometimes you're just like, I've just got to take this call because you just know that you could be that only person that you speak to yeah. through then their divorce. And I think you end up being almost like a little counsellor and someone to listen to you. I mean you get your fair share where you can spend hours on the phone yeah and we absolutely. kind of look over at Tracy we're like we're like oh <laughs> clock's still going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it's nice yeah, like you, but then it. you build that relationship as well yeah when, yeah that's so true and, and I think a lot of it as well when you're going through a divorce it can be a lot of self-doubt yeah you know it can be oh actually you know the other side has accused me of this am, am I being unreasonable and I think sometimes we can just be that point of reference just to check that back you yeah know? definitely um it, it are my proposals okay? You know, is what I'm suggesting yeah. okay? Um, so, I'm too old to gain any benefits from getting divorced. I just thought that one was hilarious. You are never too old, guys. Age is but a number. Yeah. Um, and to gain any benefits from getting divorced, oh, do they mean that they can't meet anybody else? Is that I'm not sure. Like I think it's an interesting one because how I would take that is... They're like getting old. They can't be. I just can't be bothered with the process as well. Like, yeah, I think there'd come a time where. And you know what? I'd I think be a bit. There's there's a generational thing here as well. Yeah. I'm sure there are lots of elderly people who we would now consider elderly seventies, eighties is the age bracket I'm talking about that perhaps are in a bit of a rut. Yeah. But are happy in that rut. They do one does their thing, the other does their thing, and you know. I think that's so common as well. Yeah. Like, I... I Nothing know, wrong with that. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, I think a lot of people now, that is that is a really common thing to happen. Look, if you're... I mean, where I get a little bit more passionate about it is where people want to get out of it, but don't know how to. Yeah. And they need signposting. And that's how Legal Queen was born, really, because I felt really passionate about just telling people how to do it themselves. Yeah. Or where people are trapped... That's very different. They're trapped because I get lots of direct messages that say to me, but I can't get out because if I get out, I'm going to have nothing, which translated means I don't know what I'm legally entitled to. 
but you know for those that are in a rut but have to stay in a rut stay in the rut it's fine you know yeah. you don't have to separate and sort everything out only if you want to um, it's better to be happy, whether that be married or single. You can't live life scared of the unknown. I just thought that was a nice question. It was to so sort of... nice, and that's kind of why I saw it. And I was like, do you know what? Through this whole bombard, it's like 250 comments of just you are this, and then so, and then it sparked. That's just one of the main comment. Yeah. Then you've got the thread of comments beneath it, and yeah. then you've got they're starting their own argument. They, yeah. You think they'd be getting divorced? Some of the comments that you see, but they're two strangers just completely at each other. But I just saw that one and it was like a little ray of light because I just thought that is so true. Like you literally can't keep going through life like not yeah, living and you, in that way. And the thing is, you, you can't you can't buy happiness. So no. when it genuinely comes along, knocking on your door, yeah. and you find the Mr. or Mrs. Right, generally grab it with both hands. And I think I the people say. who have made the comments, say if that happened to them, I think their opinion would completely change. Because I think also... A lot of the people who are so strong about it have been through something really horrific or what do you something mean, like that. If, if it had happened to them, in which scenario are we taking? The happy person or the person that just doesn't if, want to get married? If they don't want to get married. Oh, but yeah. then someone comes oh, along. but then someone comes, comes along. along. I think their opinion could change. Cupid hits. Cupid could hit. They could see their friend in a wedding dress and all of a sudden <laughs> want to get married. They'll find a person yeah. first to marry, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that there's the a dr- there's a dress. <laughs> There'll be a dress out there for me. <laughs> Do but, you think? Because you know, I think um, looking at the differences between men and women in, yeah. in in the context of marriage, women love the whole wedding dress. I know yeah. when I got married, my husband was like, "Look, you sort it all out. It's fine. Just tell me where I need to be at what time on what yeah. day." He had a little bit of input, of course he did. But the majority <laughs> of it, yeah, it's all the bride, <laughs> the dress, the bridesmaid, the flowers, you know. Yeah. Do you think, I forgot where I was going with that now. Oh, that, do you think that it scares men when women, like you have seen the dress and you kind of like the dress and they're like, oh, I wouldn't mind to get married. Do you think that puts men off when they know that actually we kind of have, we say we don't have the day planned, but we have kind of do have an idea of venue, an idea I mean, of I would, people that would be I invited. Think you're talking to the wrong person oh, on this okay. one, only okay. because I've just seen the dress. I like. <laughs> I've sat at home with my mum and we've watched "Say Yes to the Dress." <laughs> All right, so let me put it another way: yeah. if you met somebody mm. and thought this could be the one, would you tell him you'd seen the dress? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Because you'd be, he'd be running down the aisle, exactly. <laughs> the opposite way <laughs> Walk past it. but then if he was like oh so do you like this thing I'd be like absolutely not and then they're like okay so she doesn't want to marry me then <laughs> really yeah well and I guess it, yeah I don't know yeah it's, I'm not it's there. hard are you going to say you're when not I, there when I when get you're there, there yeah I I'll think. let you know I'll let you all know <laughs> yeah and obviously people get there because people are getting married yeah so and it's so lovely to see it is nice to it see. is nice to see the older I'm getting yeah. everyone's getting married yeah and it is cute got two next year and they're close weddings and I think yeah, they're all loved up and they're happy. And I think they are actually, they do have their thinking hats on. Do they? Yeah, yeah they do. They're good with their money. I think one of my friends, if we go out for drinks, goes into the joint bank account sometimes. But <laughs> I, I genuinely trust believe, there. Yeah, I genuinely believe that that's all that's missing. It's just the knowledge. It's just being yeah. informed of the consequences, the financial consequences, because that's what the comments seem to to be more concerned about. It's solely finances, yeah. Be aware of what the financial consequences are, whether you're married or whether you're living together. But from a legal point of view, there isn't too much of a difference. You may get a little bit more if you're married, 
Yeah. I would say. But then I suppose it depends on the length of the marriage. Because if it's a short so many marriage, factors. you're going to walk away with no, what you yeah. bought a bit like a cohabiting couple. Yeah. If and you've got a long marriage and you've never worked for 20 years, you're going to be quids in. So true. If you're married. So true. And you've been the one to stay at home with the children. In fact, you're going to get more than 50%, even though you haven't... Now we're going to get loads no, of comments no. on this. Yeah, yeah. Now the clocks are ticking in your yeah. head and you're going down know, a whole other I know, route. But it is, it's one of those... It's like a topic you can just literally keep discussing because yeah. you can go down so many, so many routes. Yeah. And even then, I just thought now, obviously, we've got the no-fault divorce, Yeah. which came into place in... Uh, we always call it the new no-fault divorce, but it's it was April 2022. It was April 2022. Yeah. And we're about to be two years in. I know. But going along with that... You don't have to blame your ex. And I think I've noticed just through having like a client, the person who's divorcing, they um, the other side, they're like, well, why? They don't have that reason anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting. A lot of people said when the new no fault came in that actually it was taking away the importance of marriage because now you could just get divorced in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's not the case. You know, you have to be married. And I'm only talking about England and Wales, by the way, guys, for those of you watching outside of yeah. that jurisdiction. But you have to be married for a minimum of one year before yeah. you can even start divorce proceedings. And the process still takes 26 weeks. And the reason that we're not doing it any faster than that is because you will get knee-jerk reactions. I had a client, and this is the God's honest truth, who left his wife on the, I want to say the Saturday, and had instructed me on the Monday <laughs> to start divorce proceedings. And even I was like, well, do we just want to take a breath? Like, yeah. okay, it hasn't been 48 hours, we might... As it was, neither one of them wanted to rethink it. It, it was Crazy, beyond it? reconciling um, and, and it went ahead. But that's one of the reasons why we give that 26. That's compulsory. You know, we, you, it won't go any quicker than that. Um, for that reason, because some people yeah. can make an impulsive decision and then live to regret it. Um, and I think even like the divorce process, you said like it's 26 weeks, but that would be the minimum. Like anything could come in yeah. into play there if they don't respond to the divorce straight yeah. away. If you have to pause because you've got to get your finances sorted, yeah. which we always recommend everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you get financial order, but that's a whole nother chestnut. <laughs> yeah. But then also, I think everyone thinks you can just get like, I think it's crazy. Again, another thing which I think people should be aware of, is you can't just get divorced straight away. It is a long process. It is a long process. Quicker now, 100%. Yeah. And, and less, on the old less fraught is. with tension, the divorce. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not blaming the other side for having committed adultery or unreasonable behaviour. Yeah. You're simply saying to the court, my marriage is broken down irretrievably. So the, the, there's less friction there, which helps... Um, because before there would be a lot of friction with the divorce and with the finances at least now yeah. if there's going to be any animosity it will only be over the finances so, so that helps um, but yeah interesting well I think yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast I just thought that was a good one to start on yeah definitely because the whole marriage cohabitation always comes up yeah we are in changing times 
we I think we've got some people that are moving away from tradition some people that are still very traditional yeah um, so true a lot more people putting like you putting the house before the marriage yeah so I thought let's just discuss it really hoped you enjoyed that guys it was my first podcast of Tea with the Queen I know my first I enjoyed debut doing it. Your <laughs> on the cameras be nice everyone <laughs> yeah but no, I think also, guys, let us know in the comments, like, things that you want to hear us discuss, because, yeah. I mean, we love talking, I mean, we spend all day talking about it we off do. camera, so why not do it on camera? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next Sunday. How do I close that off? I, I we need to cut that there. <laughs> I, I, I need to close. I just, I was I don't think the we papers. cut that off, and we'll see you next Sunday. Yeah.